the Hardy Boys, a dead cat, and a great big bunch of jewels inside books. That's today on The Streaming Fool. Hello and welcome to The Streaming Fool, the podcast that should probably go out for a walk now and again. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and today we continue with Only Murders in the Building. This time it's episode two, which is entitled, Who Was Tim Kono? The episode was published on August 31st, and Wikipedia describes it like this. Charles and Oliver try to learn more about who Tim was, and along with Mabel, they attend a memorial service for him. It is revealed that he was unpopular with many other residents and had several complaints filed against him. The trio go into Tim's apartment to find more clues, but their lack of trust in one another makes things tense. Mabel records a video in private that reveals that she has known Tim since they were children, bonding over the Hardy Boys books and solving pretend mysteries together. As they grew older, they added new friends, Oscar and Zoe. One night, 10 years previously, the four attended a New Year's Eve party on the roof of the building and Zoe was later found dead. As he and Zoe had been arguing earlier in the evening, Oscar was arrested for her murder. However, Tim informed Mabel that he had seen someone else fighting with Zoe before she died, but he failed to disclose this to the police, causing a rift between himself and Mabel. Later on, Mabel revisits Tim's apartment and finds a cache of jewelry and some of her old drawings. All right, so this is the episode where I am really starting to suspect that Mabel might have something to do with this. I mean, it's revealed, of course, that she knows Tim. She's known him for a long time. And apparently it has something to do with what happened to their friend Zoe 10 years ago on New Year's Eve. Now, I say that uh, I suspect her. I don't really. I mean, I think that's what they're pushing us toward. But she doesn't quite act like someone in this episode that did murder him. Maybe she knows who did. I don't know, but she seems to be just as invested in finding out what happened to Tim as Oliver and Charles. However, at one point she does say, because when she goes back up to Tim's apartment and she finds all the jewels and junk, she she pretends that she's having a conversation with Tim, who is there in the room with her. He's got his head wound from where he blew his head off. And she tells him that she is trying to find somebody who gave a crap about him, which isn't quite the same as trying to find out whoever murdered him, but we're not really quite sure what her motivation is at this point. At the same time, they're trying to make us suspect all three of them to a certain extent. It's very apparent that they don't trust each other at this point. I mean, we're only two episodes in. They haven't known each other for that long, but on on the one hand, you've got Charles, who in the previous episode, as he was picking the lock to get them into Bunny's apartment to try to find the package that should have been delivered to Tim, he tells Mabel a story about his father. And it's kind of like almost a speech he gives. It's like everybody has always said I, I was like my father. There's a lot of similarities between me and my father. We were both right-handed, but used our left hands. When using scissors, we could pick up any instrument and play it by ear, but ask us to do algebra, forget it. Uh, he was terrible to my mother. Just this whole speech that he gives her out there in the hall. 
And as this episode is opening up, she's watching an episode of Brazos, which was the show that Charles Hayden Savage was in in the early 90s, playing a detective by the name of Brazos. It was a very funny moment because he's he's talking to this perp in the interrogation room and he's telling the guy, you know, don't don't mistake me for one of these other detectives that you see on TV. I'm not a Kojak. You know, I'm not a so-and-so. He goes, I'm Brazos. And then he pulls out one of these dental, uh, I don't know what they're called exactly. They're like a plastic half toothpick, half dental floss thing. And he starts picking at his teeth with it. Like that's his thing. Kojak had the lollipop. He has this teeth cleaning thing. This, this, uh, like it's a disposable, you get a bag of them and you use them to clean your teeth in between meals and whatnot, instead of using floss. But anyway, it is kind of a, it was kind of a funny moment. It's funny to see Steve Martin with brown hair and an old face pretending he's a young man. That That's always funny. But then he starts giving the speech to the guy because the guy tells him that he knows he knew his father and he's a lot like his father. And he gives practically word for word the same exact speech to this guy in this episode, this Brazos episode that he gave Mabel out in the hallway. So right away, she's like, what the flip is going on here? So then the three of them gather together again to just kind of go over what they know. And they end up attending a a memorial. The building holds a memorial for Tim Kono, not because they cared about the guy. It's because Bunny, the the apartment, I don't know, president or whatever, she basically says uh, for insurance purposes, they have to do this. And we learn that pretty much nobody in the building liked Tim Kono. In fact, later on, Mabel sits down in front of her computer and she turns the webcam on and she she records herself telling the story of how she knew Tim and you know how they met they grew up together they would hang out every time she, you know she she didn't grow up in the Arconia her her aunt lived there and when she was on break at school she went to she lived in Long Island she would come stay with her aunt and then her and Tim would hang out and they would solve these little mysteries that they would make up around his apartment and then they started hanging out with Zoe and Oscar and Oscar was the supers kid and Zoe was kind of just a bit more adventurous than the rest of them and she would talk Oscar into taking her dad's keys and they would let themselves into various apartments and steal and and all that junk and so she tells this whole story about Tim Kono we don't it's obvious that we don't get the entire story they're not they're not giving us everything in this episode but she does it in a way to ultimately say that she uh you know in case she's next She's assuming that what happened to her friend Zoe that night and the fact that Tim apparently knows who killed her, and they don't go into a lot of detail in this episode as far as how she died, but they are up on the roof. There was a New Year's Eve party up on the roof. She's arguing with Oscar. They go off somewhere. Mabel hears her scream. She comes looking for her, finds Tim, and she says, "Was, was Oscar with her? And Tim says, no, it was someone else. And then later we see Zoe's body on the sidewalk. So we are assuming that she fell or somebody pushed her off of the building. Oscar is, of course, the prime suspect because they were witnessed by multiple people fighting at the party. And they were fighting because we we see a flashback where they are all in somebody's apartment. They're getting ready for the party and they're all dressed up. And 
Zoe and Mabel are talking and Oscar comes into the hallway and sees the two of them. And he looks at Mabel and he's like, oh, girl, you look good. Basically, you know, he's just like, oh, my gosh, you look fine. And Zoe's like, what the crap? And so that's why they're fighting up on top of the on on, on the roof. Uh, so he's like prime suspect number one. And he's the one that gets arrested, apparently. And I guess he goes to jail. That's the way they make it seem like in this in this episode. And Tim apparently saw someone else arguing with Zoe, but we don't know who that is. And apparently he didn't tell the cops. And so now Mabel's wondering, A, why she didn't or why he didn't tell the cops, because the one thing she says about Tim Kono in this episode when she's recording her video about him is that he never lies. He always tells the truth. He's very direct. And that's pretty much what turns people off on him is that he he seems to be I, I would assume basically the kind of the way she describes him that maybe he's on the spectrum maybe he's, he's high functioning uh but because when she first meets him they're 10 years old and she's sitting on this fountain out in the square and she says that she is interrupting a game that he I'm trying to think of the exact way she puts it. She was interrupting a game that he had to play every single day. And it was basically him walking around the wall of the fountain wherein she was sitting on the wall. So that makes me feel like he is on the spectrum or he was on the spectrum and has a bit of OCD. Maybe he, uh, he, he has to play that game every day. And the fact that he doesn't lie, he tells the truth because she's, she's an artist. So she's drawing like pictures of her home and, and he's like, what's this? And oh, this is, you know, this is the beach or whatever over at my home at the river or whatever. And he's like, it's not very good. And he goes, where are you from? And she says, Long Island. He goes, ah, you're, you must be poor or something like that. And she, she actually finds his truth telling to be somewhat endearing. And it's what uh, she ends up liking about him and they become friends. And uh, so but for every, anybody else who meets him, they are very put off by that. And apparently he didn't have a lot of friends. He complained a lot about certain things in the building, which took away certain things from other people in the building. Like they were not at people were had to stop using their fireplaces because the smoke messed with his asthma and junk. And so uh, Oliver decides to go down to speak with the building manager to see what she knows about Tim Kono. And Charles goes down with him. Mabel doesn't want any part of it. She actually, I think that's the time when she goes back up to, to start checking out his apartment. I, I can't quite remember, but no, I think that's when she goes to make the video. So Charles and Oliver go down to speak with the building manager, Ursula, and Oliver doesn't want Charles to go with him because he learns during the elevator ride down that Charles, first of all, Charles didn't know her name. He thought her name was Aurora. And he's like, how did you, how could you not know her name? What do you put on? Were you always putting Aurora on the envelope when you gave her her tip for Christmas each year? And he goes, oh no, I don't tip. And Oliver's like, well, you don't tip. And he goes, no, I think it's, I think it's elitist. I just give everybody a, a signed autographed headshot of myself. And Oliver's like, you're, you may be less liked around this building than Tim Kono was. And, but Charles ends up going with him and we learn that Ursula while she's a building manager, she's always got a side hustle going on. And, and at this point, at this time, her thing is selling this, uh, I don't know if it's an energy or a, or a muscle building drink, but it's called gut milk. And she will provide Oliver and Charles with the file of all the complaints 
that she has against Tim Kono, which is a very thick file. And she will give them all the information that was too juicy to write down. If they buy three cases of gut milk and each case is $250. So Charles, of course, has to buy all this gut milk because Oliver can't afford it. We also learned that Tim Kono may have had uh, uh, money problems. And while they're, they, they go and they break into his apartment because they also find out from Ursula that uh, by tomorrow, the cops or somebody, they'll be clearing out his apartment. So they go up there to find whatever clues they can. They find uh, Oliver finds these old bills or, or, or unpaid bills. And one of the unpaid bills is his building fees, his apartment fees, which I guess is kind of like rent. I, I don't know because I don't, well, actually it's not rent because I think they own their apartments, but they have to pay some kind of fee uh, for the upkeep, I guess, of the building and for all the services and whatnot. And Oliver is also seriously behind on his building fees. And Bunny, after the memorial, tells Oliver that if he doesn't get his fees paid, he's going to be ev- evicted. And so while, while they're also in the, so he points that out. He's like, oh, he's not paying his building fees. And right away, Charles is like, oh, I hate people who don't pay their building fees. It, it makes all of our fees go up. And Oliver's like, well, you know, you can't really judge somebody. And, you know, Oliver's kind of hurt. And they find um, cat prints. The, there's still blood on the floor. The body, of course, is gone, but the blood is still on the floor. And they find cat prints in the blood. And we learned during the memorial that one of the tenants, Howard, he had a cat named Evelyn who just died. And Tim Kono hated his cat. And apparently the cat was in his apartment after he died. And then the cat died. That's mysterious. Huh? What does that mean? I don't know. They don't really give you much more explanation. It's more of a, uh, that's an interesting thing to think about. Well, they all leave the apartment and Mabel goes back at one point. And we learn that Tim Kono had an extensive Hardy Boys collection. And as she's kind of looking through his books, she pulls one off the shelf and a necklace or a ring or something falls out of it. And she opens it up and the book is hollowed out and it's filled with freaking jewelry. She pulls another one off the shelf and it too is hollowed out and filled with the jewelry and come to find out all the books. There's like 30 or 40 of them and they're all hollowed out and they're filled with jewelry. And so she bags it all up and she takes it back to her apartment. And that's, that's kind of where we leave off. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. We, we've been given a few more clues. So uh, uh, the cat being in the apartment, that's got to be a clue. Uh, we got the engagement ring from the last episode. That's a clue. And then what happened to their friend Zoe? That's got to have something to do with it, I would assume. But this episode felt more like, let's just give the audience just a t- tiny bit more information, just enough to start suspecting our main characters. I mean, they're, they're really wanting us to suspect Mabel. I don't suspect Mabel. I mean, I don't know. They, we saw that thing on the, at the very beginning of the first episode where she was found in an apartment with a dead body. And then now we're like two months previous. And so who knows? I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a very enjoyable show though. I'm loving this show. It's very funny. It's very clever. Steve Martin, of course, and Martin Short together are just gold. And Selena Gomez, I'm really enjoying her character as well. She's just really good at this whole young, I don't know, young person who just doesn't really care and is seems kind of bitter and closed off. And she at one point confronts, actually, I forgot about this. She confronts Charles 
about his speech that he gave her about her father and how it was word for word practically from the episode. And he tells her, well, that's that's the only thing they ever let me write. They let me write that for the Brazos episode, but every word is true. And she's like, but you would just repeat it almost word for word for me, like 20 years later or however long ago that was. And he goes, I guess. And so, you know, what, what's going on with Charles? You know, what's what's going on there is is because she goes, I can't tell if you're acting right now or not. And Oliver makes the joke. Oh, trust me, you'll know when he's acting, which was funny. And he wants them, you know, he says, look, it's like being the director uh, in the first few days of a, of a Broadway production. I have to get all of my actors and actresses to trust each other. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're all trying to trust each other. And how about we just promise each other? And I actually, it might be Charles at that point that just says, look, why don't we just promise each other that we won't lie and we won't have any secrets? And he goes, I can do that. And Oliver says, I can do that. And Mabel's like, yeah, I guess I can do that too. And then Oliver's like, okay, well, let's try this trust exercise. And both Charles and Mabel are like, nope, and no, thank you. And they, they leave. Anyway, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a, a wonderfully creative show. I love the whole murder mystery aspect to it. The comedy is really funny. And the dynamic among those three main characters is really good too. And we meet a bunch of the tenants during the memorial scene. We meet a, a guy who is a therapist who tells everybody that if they, if they need to talk about what happened, you know, he's, he takes Venmo basically. And uh, we meet a woman who wanted Tim Kono's apartment. And she's basically like, well, now that he's dead, I get that apartment now. Right. And, and of course, Howard and his dead cat and bunny seems like a real piece of work. So any of these people at this point is a suspect. And, we just have to keep going and see how it narrows down. And we haven't talked about tie-dye guy yet. He wasn't brought up at all in this episode. I'm assuming they're going to talk about him at some point because that was kind of a big thing. Charles seeing a guy in a tie-dye hoodie going up the steps while everybody else is going down during a fire alarm. So I'm sure we'll learn more about that at some point. But that's my episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are watching Only Murders in the Building and you're only up to episode two, shoot me an email, thestreamingfool at gmail.com. Tell me who you think is the murderer and tell me why you think they're the murderer. Until then, folks, my name is Steven and I'm the Streaming Fool. Talk to you next time. <laughs> that was dumb.